You are listening to the Revolutionary Force in Professional Wrestling Podcast for over 20 years. Reviews, interviews, shoots, news, and opinions like no other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ring Scoops. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast. I am your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham. And this is a very normal podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing else to say about that. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I suck at opening up shows nowadays. I used to be really good. But like uh, over the years, I've just gotten really bad. But that's fine. That's okay. You guys still love me, right? I love you guys. Um, we have a, a good show for you guys uh, this week here on the Ring Scoops podcast. Uh, we got a, a, an old interview from the Vault that um, wasn't long enough that I felt that to put as its own thing. Like a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago, we put up the Scott Steiner interview from 2017, um, and I don't know that probably wasn't that shouldn't have been you know on its own, but it was. But this one's shorter than that, so I thought I would just include it into this. So you guys will be able to hear an interview that I conducted in 2004 with Vince Russo. We're going to air that tonight. Remember, this is from 2004. This is not recent. 2004, 16 years ago. So there you go. Um, Also, the DA is going to join me in just a few minutes for a new segment of the Wrestling Jukebox. And uh, we're going to do another Ring Scoops Retro. Just kind of... This isn't really like that big of a time sensitive uh, episode, I guess, of uh, the Ring Scoops podcast. Um, you know, it's just having some decent discussions and, and whatnot uh, about wrestling and uh, doing the retro and, and then the Vince Russo interview and whatnot. So that's what we got there. Uh, I know this last week we had, uh, you know, on SmackDown, we had night one of the WWE draft. And then on Monday, we had night two and some interesting developments from that, especially with like Lars Sullivan returning on SmackDown and whatnot. Um, it, you know, it's just it's a very interesting week. Uh, what I want to do is I want to try to plan um, a decent panel, maybe uh, three or four of us for the podcast, maybe next week. And we can discuss our thoughts overall of the draft and where we think uh, WWE is going to go for the rest of the year here in 2020. I think that would be a fun podcast to do. Let's see if we did that next week, that would be the 23rd. Uh, And that would be, I think what they go home, right? To hell in a cell. I think that's on the 25th. Let me, let me look that up. When is hell in a cell? Uh, Hell in a cell. 2020 that is october 25th so uh, shit we might do two podcasts next week we might do a predictions for that and then we might do the draft special so you just never know um uh interesting time to be a wrestling fan right a lot of content i know i've produced a lot more content this year than i probably produced between 2015 and and, and 2019 all combined uh, <laughs> there's just a lot of stuff going on um I kind of want to. I want to start including a lot more other stuff like Impact Wrestling since I'm watching that again. I want to include that in. I know we did. The, I did the uh, Victory Road prediction fun cast 
uh, a review funcast. I did the prediction video on YouTube. But, you know, Impact is doing some good things. They got a good roster, good, solid, strong roster going on right now. Um, and MLW, the relaunch, um, you know, a lot of promise there and whatnot. It's going to be interesting to see where MLW goes going into the next year because 2020 has been very hard on everyone. Um, well, some may argue it wasn't hard on WWE. You may have a valid point to that. But, you know, WWE and AEW aside, okay, those two big promotions set aside, 2020 has been very hard on these other promotions. The Impact, Ring of Honor's coming out strong with their peer championship. Um, I even saw um, uh, Russ Taylor, Ryan Taylor is what we used to call him. Uh, Russ Taylor is you know, being showcased on ring of honor. And I think that's a great thing too. Such a great talent. Um, you know, I watched his career from early on. The first time I ever saw him in person uh, compete was in 2006. Uh, then I got to know him when I got involved in the wrestling scene here in SoCal around 2010, 2010, 2011, got to know Russ and, uh, great dude. He's got a great mind for the business. He's got a great attitude outside of the ring, even better attitude inside the ring and in the locker room. He's a locker room leader. Um, you know, trained by one of the best out here in SoCal. And he's just got a great head on his shoulders. And I'm just, I'm glad to see that he's getting his due by getting showcased on Ring of Honor. Because Russ Taylor's, is just, like I said, he's a phenomenal talent. You know, uh, so many promotions have missed the boat on this guy. But 2020, 2021, hopefully will be where that things get turned around for him. And, and, and he's going to be showcased on, on, the, on, the, on the big stage where everybody's going to see him pretty good. So there you go on that. Um, I can't really think of anything else to talk about here in this intro. Uh, I know last week I was talking about the Gerald Briscoe thing. Uh, with Jerry Briscoe constantly putting out a, uh, a video where he's going to hype up a big announcement and then something happens. I absolutely loved the video with Randy Orton coming in and Randy Orton, you know, taking him out where, he, you know, supposed, supposedly took him out. Right. Then they had the big news update afterwards, you know, the outside of his house and they got quotes. It looked like a news report. I thought that was funny. I thought that was, you know, just well done. It really was just well done. You know, but, um, we got, uh, when, when is bound for glory impact wrestling, uh, bound for glory. That's going to be Saturday, October 24th. So again, see, man. So next week, a podcast about the draft, a podcast with, um, predictions for hell in a cell i might make the youtube video predictions for bound for glory and youtube we do i do a youtube video every thursday so check that every thursday is a youtube video that's my that's here's my my weekly schedule in case anybody out there's wondering like when when are when are these new contents coming out ring scoops uh typically monday tuesday wednesday is going to be twitch streams um Thursday is a YouTube video and then Friday is this podcast. So that way you guys can digest the podcast and all that over the weekend. 
um, you know, a nice little present for you guys. Like, I don't know. Do you guys even, you guys listen to the podcast at home? Do you guys listen to the podcast like on the road in your car? Let me know. Uh, hit me up. There's something that my computer just got disconnected. You probably heard the sound. Um, let me know. You know, hit me up with an email, ringscoops at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at ringscoops. Let me know what's what's your favorite way to listen to the podcast. Is it at home? Is it on the road? Um, at school? Alone? With a big party of people? Let me know. And let me know like the method of how you listen to. You listen here on Anchor? You listen on uh, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify? Give me some input because I would like to cater the show a little bit towards your guys' listening methods and your guys' listening habits as well. So that way we're all together working together to make this a show for ourselves and we can be comfortable. You know what I mean? So we can be comfortable. All right. So, yeah, we got the, we got the jukebox coming up on the show. We got uh, Retro, the Vince Russo interview and whatnot too. Uh, we got a lot of really good stuff that's going to be taking place here tonight on the program I think you guys will be very happy with the podcast this week. Next week will be a huge amount. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on the Ring Scoops podcast. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham. And on the line joining me this week here is the DA. What's up, DA? Are we live, pal? We're almost live. All right. I'm doing fine. How about you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Had a great week this week. I was out there in, uh, in good old Las Vegas. Didn't win anything. Did you win big? No, not really. <laughs> it was typical, you know. I, I was I went out there for food. Nah, but you played a little caveman Kino, right? You always make time for caveman Kino. Always make time for caveman Kino. Uh, always make time for Blade out there. Um, yeah, we uh, we had an interesting time hanging out with uh, with Blade and Cat. And uh, all the other, and, and uh, one thing I, that uh, didn't happen that I was afraid that was going to happen was, and I'm so glad that we evaded it. Uh, we weren't in any Vegas Strip shootouts because those are running pretty rampant out there. Oh, that I did not know. Mm. Well, that's good to know that you you were able to 
dodge them bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Um, and another thing too, uh, and you're going to find this funny, and I'm, I'm not bullshitting when I say this. Uh, there, there, there's been the last couple of weeks. There's been a problem with people renting electric scooters and, and electric wheelchairs out there, and what? they're just they're just running the streets <laughs> to, to like get places. Yeah, or they they cut across across traffic. They bump into people. They push people out of the way. Some of them have the guns. Oh, geez, that's pretty crazy out there, man. Las Vegas. Hey, it was perfect place for the Raiders to move to. And, and, and I thought Florida was bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only been to like maybe three places in Florida. You live out there, so you've been way more places than me. But Miami was always interesting when I was over there. Yeah. Uh... Miami is an interesting place. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, human frogger. We got people crossing the street to go after uh, geriatric women that are well endowed up in the <laughs> chest area. It's a lot of crazy shit. Very large chesticles. Chesticles, yeah. Yep. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, um, we got DA on because DA is like the uh, the theme aficionado wrestling oh, team. Yeah. Right here on uh, on Ring Scoops and other places, uh, including uh, your uh, award-winning podcast, Two Guys Drinking with uh, Dennis and Rob. Well, everybody out there know a little bit about that. Uh, we have a podcast with uh, my buddy Rob. It's called Two Guys Drinking. And wh- what do you guys drink? Uh, when we're together, we usually drink Yingling, but uh, we've been doing the podcast over zoom so i've been drinking water because i'm on a diet because my doctor keeps calling me fat every doctor that i see calls me fat i'm like i'm here for you know the scab on my elbow and he's like well, you, know, you know you could lose a couple of pounds <laughs> you know why the scab is growing it's because you're growing extra weight <laughs> you ever looked at a menu and said okay <laughs> hey let me ask you a question have you seen the new commercial do I look fat in it? <laughs> I gotta hire bigger actors. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Hey, uh, off topic, real quick. Did you see that uh, TikTok video I sent you with uh, the clown? He was asking uh, <laughs> that girl, like, "What are you supposed to be?" She said, uh, "Harley Quinn." And he goes, uh, "Yeah, you're definitely a Harley because you're a hog or some shit like that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, more like a hog. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. <laughs> I'm wondering if that was Yucko the Clown from the Howard Stern show. <laughs> I don't know, but I saw a, another video where he was terrorizing somebody else at that con too. <laughs> it's good shit. <laughs> he's like he's like a more vicious version of Triumph. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Triumph is uh, the little dog. He's the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the premise here uh, for the jukebox, uh, in case anybody's not heard this segment before on the podcast, uh, bring DA on. He's the uh, the resident expert. If if I had to do like a, a expert testimony, character witness, uh, in, in court about wrestling themes, DA would be the guy I'd call. That's uh, right. So we got him on here. What we do is we're gonna we're gonna play a random theme on Spotify, random wrestling theme. Let it play for about 15, 20 seconds. And then we'll just discuss whatever comes to our mind. Um, we might even stir away from the original discussion, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, the point is to kill time, and this is to kind of generate. It's like it's like a writing prompt, you know? Like you put a random image up, you write what you see. Yep. 
and, and that's what we're doing. We're gonna we're going to quote unquote write quote unquote what we see. Yes, that's right. Look into my eyes. Okay. But if they hate him, <laughs> why do they listen? <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. So uh, the album that we're using here on Spotify is WWE Uncaged XI. What is that? If you don't know Roman numerals, that's 11. Yeah. You know, Hulk Hogan's uh, first match, the referee counted in Roman numerals. I, 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 I. <laughs> uh, it was on a pirate ship too, right? I. <laughs> All right, DA. So are you ready to play wrestling the feud? Roulette? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought Steve Harvey was going to come up. We play Russian roulette with wrestling themes, and Alexander Kozlov, or whatever his name was, is not prohibited. Okay, here we go. We're going to play a theme. And it's not playing. <laughs> it, get the We're f- live, folks. All right, how do I disconnect that guy fuck him uh let's try this again will it play no it won't i don't know why it's not freaking playing um you know what let me try something here i apologize ladies and gentlemen this is what happens when uh, when you're live you know um and and the the grand opening is uh (laughs) All right. Screw it. All right, we're going to do this. Let's try this. Get a great two for Tuesday for you. <laughs> what? Wait a second. There we go. The Union. <laughs> Very short-lived stable from 1999. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been swerved. Hey, for some reason, it wouldn't play the one that it landed on. I the- <laughs> keep getting an I'm error. I'm going to play the Union. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the Union. Uh, who was that? It was, uh, what, Big Show, Mankind, Ken Shamrock, and Test, right? I, this is so out of my I do not remember the union. I remember the job squad. Job, well, yeah, they were around that time. Uh, yeah, okay, so it says the members here were Ken Shamrock, The Big Show Test, and Mankind. Debuted uh, May 3rd, 1999, disbanded June 7th, 1999. So, yeah, they were very short. <laughs> wait, wait, a whole month? Very, very short-lived. Um, Was Vince afraid that uh, wrestlers were actually going to unionize? <laughs> You know, it's funny. You got to think back too, right? Like, what do you think the mindset was for people on the roster to hear, like, if they show up to work, right? Monday Night Raw, and mm-hmm. words going around. Somebody goes up in the parking lot and says, "Yo, we're starting the union tonight." Like, oh shit! I told you it was gonna happen. I told you we're gonna unionize. I got my sign in my bag. I'm ready. We're gonna pick it, right? I'm not. I'm not gonna job out again tonight. Yeah, do you think there was like a lot of ribs played on people that showed up in the, at, at the arena that day? I would hope so. Like, I mean, because 
you know, nobody does ribs nowadays. I asked Rusev recently on uh, on Twitch. You know, you have any funny stories about ribs? He goes, oh, that's a thing of a past. And I'm like, hey, fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the 90s, they didn't give a shit. They still said the yeah. word retarded. It is a medical term, but nonetheless. What? Retarded. It is. Yeah. You ever heard of retarded ejaculation? Moving along. <laughs> yeah, never mind. We'll ejaculate that topic out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the podcast here. Back to the union. <laughs> I, I want to know, like, the whole idea, was it a, a rib to the boys from Vince? Like, oh, these fuckers want to unionize? I'll show them what a union really is. I think I think it was genius to have the stable. I think it was poorly executed uh, overall. I, I just rewatched 99, like, two months ago. Um, I think it was interesting because they had the corporation, which became the corporate ministry, some of the guys were kicked out. Some of the guys, you know, they, they rebelled against them. So that's why they called them the union. So I thought in that aspect, that was genius. But the theme sucked. They were coming yeah. out with two by fours like Hacksaw Jim fucking Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they get Duggan? Why didn't Vince just pay off Duggan's contract and WCW bring him in and be the, the leader of the union? I couldn't afford the basketball shorts budget that they would need for <laughs> hacksaw jim duggan uh it just the whole thing with the union it, like it, it just goes to show that they really didn't have any clue what to do with the big show sometimes like they would just throw him in random stuff like he had a great debut and then he kind of floundered for a while and then you know he does a couple of cool things and then he just goes away for a while it's like they really never knew what to do with this guy yeah, but just imagine, DA, imagine if you will, close your eyes and imagine this. You're tuning in to Monday Night Raw. Yes. And the corporate ministries out there, they're talking crap. Then you got Ken Shamrock come out with a two-by-four. You got Big Show come out with a two-by-four. Mankind, Test, they circle the ring. And everybody in the, is in the ring, and they're like, what are you going to do? There's you know bigger numbers. All of a sudden, this kicks in. <laughs> would you pop for that oh hell yeah <laughs> i always loved his theme in wcw <laughs> jim duggan i like, guess this went from the union to jim duggan talk <laughs> i guess talking about the union gave us wood <laughs> I just uh, when I when I heard the union like a bell in the beginning, I immediately thought of William Regal's music. He's a man. <laughs> yeah, a man. I also kind of think of A Train. Oh yeah, that was a interesting gimmick. Speaking of A Train, it's definitely really off topic, but um, I remember way back in the day. A USB pro or not USB, a F, a FTP program I used to use, and I'm talking like before the one that I'm still using to this day. Like this is that going back like thirty to like, years ago. Yeah, well, almost so it's like two thousand, two thousand one. It was thirty, twenty years ago. But Macaval, I would always be on the phone with Macaval, and I'd be like, you know, updating the website. And before I disabled the sounds in the program because he would just comment on it like crazy. Um, 
the they would play a sound if you had a successful connection. It would play a sound if there was a successful upload, and that got annoying after a while. And but the sound when you would connect sounded like a train. <laughs> And then uh, this had to have been like maybe 2003, 2009, yeah, maybe 2002, 2003, I think is when they did A-Train. But he would always say that, you know, all aboard the A-Train. The webmaster's riding the A-Train. It's just always funny. Just certain things, certain things like that just make, you know, they trigger certain memories. Yeah, there's like smells and sounds. It's just, it's crazy how it just takes you back. Absolutely, man. It's just kind of funny, too. Uh, to let everybody out there know, the theme that we were supposed to be playing that didn't play was going to be The Million Dollar Baby by Ted DiBiase Jr. Ah. Yeah. And I know you liked that, right? Because that was the uh, the ripoff of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good one. That Well, I mean, shit, let's talk a little bit about that real quick. Because uh, I remember um, that, was, that was such a uh, crazy spot when he debuted... They did the tag match, and Cody was going in as a tag team champion with Hardcore Holly, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. kept saying in his promos that, you know, his partner is the best partner, you know, something along those lines. But he said he was going to be the first person to win tag team championship goal on his first match. And everybody was like, oh, you're so full of it. It ain't going to happen. And, uh, you know, Cody, I think, at that time was – I wouldn't say a huge baby face, but he was well liked by the fans. So there was really no reason to turn him heel. And he comes out, you hear that music for the first time, and it's like, oh, well, this is different. Yeah. Then, then it was what the turn in the middle of the match, right? It was two on one for the whole night. Yeah, because uh, everybody was like, well, who's his partner? Who's the third man? <laughs> How sad is that? It's funny how all those years you and I geeked out over Cody Rhodes. But recent times, I mean, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. But I know for me, I I don't know. I would say from 2016 on, I just I haven't really been into Cody, especially in the last two years. Cody's just been annoying as shit to me. Doesn't seem like uh, he's how do I want to put this? Like he's, uh, he's not caged anymore. I guess <laughs> uncaged. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uncaged. So it feels like he can do whatever he wants. So he does whatever he wants. And, uh, he had structure in WWE. Yeah. But, uh, you know, WWE used him pretty poorly. He could have been a world champ. He could have won the rumble so many times. Well, I can't even count how many times you and I, like when we would go to like WrestleMania or like you said, the Royal Rumble, we'd be leading into a rumble and we would be doing the podcast and we would just constantly be like, all right, this is where they're going to pull the trigger on Cody, especially with uh, smoke and mirrors, dashing Cody oh. Rhodes. That was the, probably his best breakout gimmick right there was uh, when he got voted in as the hottest looking, which was weird by all the <laughs> divas as the hottest looking male in the, in the locker room, which I, I'm starting to think maybe it was a rib, but yeah, that was a, a great gimmick, and would have. T- and even when they turned him like super heel, when uh, he got hit in the face, he had to wear that face cover. Yep. Like even that gave layers to the character, and it was good. But it just never pulled the trigger. The the furthest he got was Intercontinental Champion 
multiple Intercontinental Champion, that is. Yeah, and he brought back the uh, the the retro style Intercontinental Title Belt. See was- things like that were like, wow, who would think to do that? Yeah, and I think just something as simple as as choosing him to be the character to reintroduce that style was a big thing because people immediately associate that act with him. So if, you know, you throw in a, a conversation with just a random wrestling fan and say, Hey, what do you think about Cody Rhodes? They're going to be like, I loved it when he brought back the old belt. Yeah. And that made him, that, that was a huge thing that made him obviously the stardust thing really kind of, you know, cr- killed a lot of stuff for him, but I'll give him credit on this. They gave him a shit gimmick. He ran with it and he made it, you know, he made it his own. Yeah, and it was actually not too bad, especially when he was tagging up with the gold dust. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here on the Ring Scoops podcast. When we uh, when we come back, we got a, a retro for you. Going to go back, go back to the vault. I'm thinking something old, old. Been doing a lot of 2000s lately and ni- late 90s. We're going to do something a lot old. You're listening to the Rick Scoops Podcast. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham, and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on the Ring Scoops podcast. The webmaster Wade Needham here, as always. Yeah, that's right. Sunny, 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 sunny. Man, I'll tell you, when I, growing up, Sunny was one of my favorites. For, uh, well, on the top of my head, I can think of two reasons. But in any event, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the Sunny podcast, not at all, even though we are kind of having some uh, some decent sunny days out here in California and whatnot. Uh, it's, good. it's been been a good time, good week. Um, I want to thank the DA for joining me on the show today. I uh, had a fun segment with the jukebox. It's funny because we kind of started talking a little bit about Jim Duggan. Uh, so I decided uh, that on this uh, portion of the podcast, doing the retro, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do some Jim Duggan matches. Yeah. I got this event. It's open up here uh, on the WWE Network. Usually I've done like late 90s, early 2000s. We're going back to the early 90s. 1990 to be exact. Um, So this is on the WWE Network. It's in the old school section. It's a Madison Square Garden event from March 19th, 1990. So there you go. Madison Square Garden, March 19th, 1990. The match is going to be Earthquake versus Jim Duggan. Um, It starts at 59 minutes, 2 seconds. 59 minutes, 2 seconds. Um, To my knowledge, I don't think I've ever seen this match. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too long of a match. I think it should be maybe about 10 minutes, if that. 
So this should be kind of fun to kind of go through this. And also, um, real quick too, ladies and gentlemen, um, after immediately after this segment, uh, I'm going to play an old interview from The Vault uh, for everybody out there. It's from an interview I conducted in 2002 with Vince Russo. Uh, this past week, Vince Russo and my buddy Macavall they they had a uh, they had an exchange on Twitter. Uh, Vince Russo, being the bitch that he is, uh, blocked my buddy for what he had to say. It's funny because Russo called out Mac, and Mac answered back. Mac used to be the guy that gave him checks, big vision, whatnot, and uh, Russo doesn't want to handle the truth, so he blocks people. But anyway, this is the retro portion of the show. We're not going to talk about Russo. Russo will be later on do a, a thing with him. But anyway, so like I said, this is going to be on the WWE Network. It's in the, uh, the old school section. In ring, old school. Uh, Madison Square Garden, March 19th, 1990. Uh, I'm going to say 3, 2, 1, play. When I say the word play is when we hit play. 59 minutes, 2 seconds. Everybody knows the rules. So here we go. We're going to count it down right now, okay? There we go. Three, two, one, play. This contest is scheduled for one fall. About to enter the arena with his manager, the Mount of the South, Jimmy Hart. Weighing 468 pounds, this is Now, seeing uh, <clears throat> Earthquake in the backstage area with Jimmy Hart going through the uh, gorilla position on their way out to the ring here at MSG Madison Square Garden. Uh, Earthquake. He, he used to scare me when I was a kid. He really did. Like the <clears throat> the feud in the program that he had with uh, Hulk Hogan. He crushed Hogan and whatnot. Earthquake scared the crap out of me. And then, you know, the pairing with like Dino Bravo and all that too. I remember, I think it was Christmas 1990, I had gotten a WWE board game or trivia game or card game. It was something. Um, it was in, kind of interesting because you had to collect, like, title belts or something like that on, like, card stock. And the picture that they had of Earthquake, like, the look on his face and everything, it was just, as a kid, man, as a kid, you know, six, seven years old, scary. And uh, Axel Jim Duggan was one of my favorites growing up, too, coming out with a two-by-four. It's just, I don't know, talking with DA on the earlier in the retro, I mean, not retro, but the uh, the jukebox, and bringing up Axel Jim Duggan, when I was going through different stuff on the network and I saw Duggan's name on this event, I was like, man, we got to go with this. We got to go with this. Duggan didn't have music then. Not a lot of guys had music back then. They just, uh, around the late 80s, early 90s, they started incorporating music to a lot of the guys. And we heard uh, Earthquake's music, just the rumbling when he was coming out. This match might have been on a super tape at one point. I might have seen this sometime in my life. I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell from the get-go. But there's so many tapes way back in the day that I, I used to go to the local video store in town when I grew up. Uh, it's called Video Wiz. 
And I would go there, and my mom would always get me the, the wrestling tapes. I'd always bug her for it, too. I told the story many times. You know, my, my Uncle George, who got me into wrestling, would come out for the holidays. And knowing that uh, Uncle George and Aunt June were coming over to visit for a week, I'd always tell my mom, all right, we got to go to the video store. we got to get, like, two or three wrestling tapes so that Uncle George and I got something to watch. We used to get a lot of events, a lot of Royal Rumbles we used to get. Those were always our favorites to watch. It was the Royal Rumbles. I remember the, the very first ever pay-per-view that I ever ordered on the internet when WWE first started uh, offering pay-per-views online. Royal Rumble 2002. And it was before we had high-speed internet in our area. We had dial-up. That was not fun to watch. But I still had a great time. I, I invited Uncle George over at that time. And uh, we all crammed into my room because obviously they didn't have stuff like streaming stuff like Chromecasts and Fire Sticks and all that stuff, right? So we had to huddle around my, my little 15-inch monitor to watch the Royal Rumble because I believe it was cheaper than I think it was like half price. It was like $25 or 20 bucks, something like that. And I didn't have a cable box in my room at the time, too. But it was cool. Like I said, we still had a good time just enjoying wrestling. Whether it was pixelated or not, we could still tell what was going on. But this match here, Jim Duggan and Earthquake. Look at this, Jimmy Hart getting involved. Duggan gets sent to the outside. The referee telling Earthquake that wasn't right. John Tenta. Here's another thing that's ironic, too. As my voice squeaked. Um... When we did the the Union theme came out, that was '99. You know, back in '98, '99, they had the oddities. John Tenta was Golga. John Tenta was around at that time, and uh, Jim Duggan was still wrestling the WCW '99 too. So these guys were big stars for the next decade, if you really want to count it. But a nice pop there by Jim Duggan. And Earthquake didn't even really have to take a huge pop or a bump or anything. He got a huge pop for it. And you see Vlad, the super fan, over there. Jim Duggan going face first into the, the ring post. Both guys on the outside here. That, that referee in the ring, I think he recently passed away, didn't he? He was always one of the exclusive referees uh, for WWE up there in the Northeast. I think his name was Chuck something. Jim Cornette with the megaphone. He used to always annoy the crap out of me as a kid. Oh, Duggan was just swinging. He was just waiting, hoping to strike him. Earthquake with this huge right hand sent a Duggan down. Jim Duggan now holding on to the middle rope as Earthquake using all of his weight plowing down into Jim Duggan across that middle rope. Look at this, Earthquake even using the top rope for advantage. Duggan really shook up. Earthquake with a tremendous clothesline. He staggered him. That big tattoo of uh, Earthquake there, too. I mean, forget that he's just a great big colossal. He's two big, larger-than-life characters. And look at that. Because these guys are so big, especially Earthquake, that camera angle under the bottom rope. See, I've always been a, th a big fan of that. If you've got over-the-life over, over the uh, larger than life characters like an earthquake, you know, get those real low angle shots. It makes them look even bigger. When you know, when you got some normal size guys in there, it's okay to do it. You know, above the 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 bottom rope, or even up on the apron. 
I like the hard cam style, right? But these big characters like this, the low angle like that, see? It just makes them look bigger. I was always always a fan of that. When I was uh, doing production, you know, out here in SoCal, I would always ask the camera guys, you know, to you know, get these angles in these certain spots. Some people would argue with me. They thought they knew better than me, even though I was uh, trained and got my education and uh, film and production and whatnot. You know, it's the wrestling business, though, right? Always argue with the person that has expertise. That's why a lot of them curtain jerkers are never going to fucking advance. They don't listen to fuckers. I said it. Bang, bang. I don't give a fuck. Earthquake's got the bear hug applied. Jim Duggan's trying to break out of it. The referee's got to get in there to create some separation, maybe. Gonna see if Jim Duggan's still going to be in the match. Look at this. Duggan's trying to fight out. The arm drops. Earthquake cinching it in. And there's the third one that doesn't fall. Jim Duggan's still in it. Is Jim Duggan biting Earthquake? I he, yeah, I think he bit him across the beak. Earthquake's in the corner driving that huge knee into the bread basket. Irish whip. Duggan goes into the corner. Earthquake charging it. Duggan moves out of the way. Jim Duggan now has an opportunity to make a comeback against Earthquake. Earthquake. Jim Duggan and the ropes. Ooh. Like a tree trunk across the chest. Ooh. Boot to the face. Or really, the chest. A clothesline. Earthquake being a rock. Big man still up on his feet, though. Look at this. Jim Duggan coming in with another clothesline. And those are not little clotheslines. Down to one knee is the Earthquake. And Jim Duggan, he is no little guy. He's a big man. Just wheeling away. Those right hands. Yeah, yeah. Get him. That huge right hand with a forearm. Taking Earthquake off his feet. Jim Duggan now. Oh, ground and pound. I thought he was going to go for the pin. The ref thought so too. Oh, uh, is Duggan, is he going to do the three-point stance? Duggan's in the corner. Here he comes charging in. Boom! Earthquake into the corner. Earthquake avalanche down. Jim Duggan now. There's nice little VHS scan lines. Jimmy Hart. Oh, no. Earthquake coming in from behind as Jimmy Hart had Jim Duggan distracted in the corner. Earthquake hits the ropes, drops the elbow. Here comes the ref. Two and three. All right, I'm going to go ahead and stop the match now as Earthquake gets that victory. That was a pretty good match. I enjoyed watching that. You know, some of the old school psychology that goes into matches like that where you don't have to kill your body. You don't have to take tremendous bumps or nothing like that. I thought they told a pretty damn good story in a very small, limited amount of time, too. You know, it was, what, including their entrances and everything, 10 minutes, if that. Um that wasn't bad. It was it was nice. They got in there. They told a story. They knew their place in the card. Uh, 
it was entertaining. Uh, it, it had ups and downs, ups and downs. There's nothing more I could say about that. It was just a really, really good match. It really was. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and end the the retro segment. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to the retro segment. Um, we've got the Vince Russo interview coming up, so uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, you're listening to the Ring Scoops podcast right here on RingScoops.com. I'm the webmaster Wade Nidham. We'll be right back. Uh, yes, can I speak to Vince Russo, please? This is Tate. Oh, hi, Vince. My name is uh, Wade Needham from World Wrestling Magazine. How are you doing today? All right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Um, I was wondering if you have a moment for I can get a couple of comments from you about uh, WrestleMania. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any comments. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Uh, you have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com, youtube.com slash ringscoops, anchor.fm slash ringscoops. If you would like to follow Ring Scoops on social media, it's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all with the same username, Ring Scoops, and also twitch.ringscoops.com if you want to check out some of the live Twitch feeds. Uh, the streams that we do with like Slam and Jam and whatnot. It's good stuff, man. And, uh, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingScoops as well for all your RingScoops merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingScoops. That's it for this episode of the RingScoops podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm that RingScoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool. <laughs>